Hello, everyone. This is your host, Jonathan, and joining me today are my fellow co-hosts, Jocelyn, Daniela, and Althea. Today, we're here to discuss the controversial topic of the death penalty and whether it should simply stay or simply go. Giving us all the pros is Daniela and Althea, and presenting us with all the cons is Jocelyn and myself. So without further ado, let's get right to it, shall we? The death penalty, also known as death by execution, if found guilty by the jury and judge, people have been put to death since the beginning of time. It has been a very controversial issue because of the different views on the retaliation and sparing people who have committed crimes against people. Each state in the U.S. has different views on the death penalty as seen in their institution or not if in their legislation. Some people see the death penalty as a way to compensate for the death of a victim. Others think it's not a moral cause to put people to death for their crimes. The death penalty is a controversial issue because of the moral implications of taking someone's life as a person's sentence. The death penalty is a current issue right now because of its ties to politics and dealing with the lives of civilians. So now let's turn this discussion on over to our pro team of Daniela and Althea. So Daniela, why don't you go ahead and get, get us started on this discussion? Jonathan. Okay, to start, I'm going to talk about a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. Returning violence for violence multiplies violence, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Martin Luther King Jr. explains that the death penalty cannot be used to punish criminals who have succumbed to violent acts. It gives people the impression that crimes cannot be handled in a civil way, only through violence. In the terms of the issue we're going to talk about, the death penalty should not be used to punish criminals. After researching the topic, we have found that the death, pen that the death penalty is immoral, more costly than a life sentence, and not a deterrence to crime. Many factors come into whether the death penalty is moral or not. It is a question of racial bias, the devaluing of life, and the chances of an innocent person being executed. Taking these factors into account, the death penalty is immoral. In a recent study of the death penalty system in Maryland, Paternoster et al., 2003, they discovered that prosecutors were more likely to pursue a death-eligible charge against defendants in cases involving white victims. They found that the probability of facing a death-eligible charge for defendants in white victim cases was 1.6 times higher than for defendants in cases involving African-American victims, holding other crucial case characteristics constant. The process of carrying out the death penalty is time-consuming and costly. The California Commission of the, on the Fair Administration of Justice estimated that California currently spends $137.7 million on death penalty-related costs each year. This estimate was divided into pretrial and trial costs at $20 million annually, $54.4 million each year for the cost of state-level appeal and habeas proceedings, and confinement costs at $63.3 million annually. Jumping off of what Daniela said, the money used to carry out the death penalty could be used towards more important things like funding police for resources to help keep the justice and prevent criminal deeds. A major point of capital punishment is to make sure heinous crimes do not happen again. However, the effectiveness of the death penalty is questionable when crime rates remain unchanged. A panel of the National Academy of Sciences addressed the deterrence question directly in 2012 and unanimously concluded that there was no credible evidence that the death penalty deters homicides. The opposing side mentions that the death penalty is morally correct to seek retribution for families, it is cost-effective, and it deters crime. However, the evidence we have found suggests those statements to be false. The death penalty is a cruel punishment that allows the idea that reverting to violence to solve problems is a right way to solve problems. 
Objectively speaking, taking a life as retribution for another is not justice, it is revenge. Besides being morally wrong, the death penalty is economically and statistically ineffective. All right, great job there, ladies. So now let's turn this discussion on over to our con team of both Jocelyn and myself. So take it away, Jocelyn. What is the death penalty? The death penalty is a form of punishment by execution. Take, for example, the notorious killer Ted Bundy. What is an appropriate form of justice for a man who kidnapped, murdered, raped, and decapitated at least 30 victims? Or an even more recent case like the one of Patrick Crucius who opened fire in a Walmart and murdered 22 people. Why would his life matter more than those he killed? Before addressing why we should keep the death penalty, here is a quote by Albert Einstein. The world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who do, don't do anything about it. We should keep the death penalty because this is the only justified moral way for dealing with crimes that are unimaginable. Unimagin the death penalty is the moral form of justice a victim and family should have the right to. Adriana Hazlitt Davis, a Boston Marathon survivor, said, I also decided early on that the death penalty was the verdict that I wanted for Johar Sarnai. I believe in my heart of hearts that he knew exactly what he was doing the moment he did it, and possibly months before that. Among other horrific charges, he used a weapon of mass destruction to intentionally harm and kill people. The cost of the death penalty is actually cost-effective compared to life sentence. An advantage of keeping the death penalty, capital punishment cuts down cost. It can be very expensive imprisoning criminals because of the fact that the state will have to feed, uh, shelter, clothe, and provide the basic things needed for the prisoners to live in a humane way. Now imagine a case of a person serving a life term for murder. This person is going to be taken care of by the state until the day th uh, they die. Paul Goodman, librarian and researcher, the death penalty is effective as a deterrent for one considering the crime of murder. In 2009, researchers found that adopting state laws allowing defendants in child murder cases to be eligible for the death penalty with associated with almost 20% reduction in rates of these crimes. David B. Mahulzen, a leading expert on criminal justice programs, wrote an article for the Daily Signal. However, the opposing side claims that the death penalty should be eliminated because there is a racial bias for morality. It devalues human life. Not everyone is guilty on death row. The money spent on the death penalty can be used in a positive manner, and there is not an evidence to suggest that it prevents crime. Capital punishment can be a very difficult topic to approach because people tend to have extreme views on it. The death penalty is an asset to our society. It deters potential criminals as well as serves as retribution to criminals and is in no way immoral. The arguments against the death penalty often do not hold up when examined more closely. It is important that we all be united and not separate on this issue. The death penalty can be an extremely useful tool in sentencing criminals that have committed some of the worst unimaginable crimes known to our society. It is imperative that we keep the death penalty as a form of punishment so that justice can be served properly in the most extreme cases. To quote the great Emil Kant, a society that is not willing to demand a life of somebody who has taken somebody else's life is simply immoral. All right, now let's go on ahead and get right to the rebuttals. Daniela, take it away. The opponent's argument uses a quote by leading expert on criminal justice programs, David B. Mohausen. In this quote, he states that researchers in 2009 found that making laws allowing child murderers to be eligible for the death penalty reduced the crime by 20%. 
This evidence omits sample size of the studies, so the percentage of reduction could be calculated among five or 500 child murders, which makes the evidence invalid. The evidence is also only analyzing cases of child murder when there are so many other things that constitute as a crime. According to the California Justice Policy Center, there is no evidence that the death penalty has a deterrent effect. In fact, there is evidence that suggests the death penalty might have the opposite effect in preventing murder. Quote, no data exists showing that fewer people commit crimes out of fear of capital punishment. Furthermore, in order to demonstrate the effectiveness of a deterrent, we would expect to see lower crime rates in states allowing for the death penalty. Ideally, a high rate of executions would correlate to a lower number of violent crimes were an effective deterrent. The data says the opposite. The South account for 80% of all death row executions, but also the highest murder rate in the country, end quote. So, the opposing team argues that the death penalty is not an effective form of deterrent for the crime rates, that the effectiveness of the death penalty is questionable when crime rates remain unchanged. Our argument is that the crime rate for murder has indeed changed significantly from the 1990 to 2018, showing that there is indeed an effectiveness to the death penalty as a form of capital punishment. Our evidence shows that according to FBI Uniform Crime Reports, where they calculate the murder rates of the death penalty, states and compare them to non-death penalty states have revealed that the difference in murder rates have gone from a 4% difference in 1990 to a 30% chance difference in 2018, showing that the death penalty is indeed making a difference in the murder crime rates compared to past crime rates, according to the Death Penalty Information Center. Hey everyone, it's time for us to take a quick break, so we'll continue with discussion right when we get back. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is your host Jonathan and joining me today are my co-hosts Jocelyn, Danielle, and Althea. If you're just now joining us on our controversial topic of today is the death penalty and whether it should simply stay or simply go. So let's go ahead and dive right back into it, shall we? So let's pick right up where we left off with Althea. The opponent's argument is that the death penalty should be allowed if the victims want their attackers to be prosecuted this way. They believe that it is the right of the victim if they believe that the attacker should be penalized by death. Also, because this is a victim testimony, it is not trustworthy as real evidence. It makes the evidence highly biased as the victim would of course feel that the murderer should be punished. I'm not giving any justification for any attacker's actions, specifically of the Boston Marathon bombing. Their actions were immoral. However, their actions will not be reversed if they're sentenced to death. Referring back to the words of Martin Luther King Jr., their acts of violence will not improve or prevent more violence. It will make way for people to believe that the only way to handle violent acts is through more violent acts, a belief in which the opposing side is falling victim to. Punishing violence with violence does not prevent more violent acts from happening. According to the National Public Radio, there was a case about a white police officer, Amber Geiger, 
who wrongly and mistakenly killed an African-American man in his apartment, thinking that he was in someone else's apartment. The woman was punished, not with a death penalty, but with 10 years in prison. Admittedly, in an unusual turn of events, the victim's brother expressed his forgiveness for the woman. He gave the woman a hug and forgave her for murdering his brother. He could have reacted in a much more hostile way, but chose to admit that he has no say over whether she has the right to live or not. The word immoral means wrong, and the opposing team believes that the death penalty is just that. On the other hand, though, the death penalty can just be seen as the highest form of punishment. Devaluing human life has a negative connotation and is used as loaded language. The opposing team is discrediting that we are discussing criminals. Incarcerated men and women lose their right to vote and sometimes more when they go to jail because they fail to follow the law. The death penalty is meant for crimes punishable by death and keep order. If crimes like murder remained unpunished, then we let the criminals believe that there are no repercussions for their actions. According to UC Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies poll in 2016, shows that a majority of Californians support capital punishment. Just over 61% of California voters said they supported keeping the death penalty as a possible punishment for serious crimes, compared with 39% who said it, would be it should be abolished, which was published in the LA Times. There is support for the death penalty because no one should be above the law. Empathy should be for the victims' families, not the serial killers, murderers, and terrorists. The opposing side briefly argues that the death penalty would help relieve the costs of keeping a prisoner alive and be provided with food, shelter, basic hygiene products, etc. Their evidence is an assumption and only suggests that the death penalty will cut costs of maintaining a prisoner and doesn't mention any statistics to support this evidence. Additionally, it is not shown how the author is authorized to talk about the subject of the death penalty. Also, it does not say whether he has higher education or if he has any background or personal history surrounding the subject. Besides the evidence having obvious flaws, the evidence is also incorrect. According to the California Cost Study of 2011 by Judge Arthur L. Alarcón and Paula M. Mitchell, the death penalty is highly ineffective because of how expensive it is, and the money could be used towards other worthwhile things. To quote, to give a sense of the burden of capital punishment, note that over the past 35 years, the state of California spent roughly $4 billion to execute 13 individuals. The $4 billion would have been enough to hire roughly 80,000 police officers who, if appropriately assigned, would be expected to prevent 466 murders and much other crime in California. Far more than any of the most optimistic, albeit discredited, views of the possible benefits of capital punishment, end quote. Racial bias is one of the arguments that the opposing team believes is unfair for the death penalty. The pro team found that the probability of facing a death-eligible charge for defendants in white victims, victim cases was 1.6 times higher than for defendants in cases involving African-American victims. Although this may be true, according to CNN, Joseph Paul Franklin, a white supremacist, was a serial killer who targeted African Americans and Jews during 1997 and 1980. He was executed in 2013 by lethal injection. In a more recent case like that of Dylan Roof, a white supremacist who shot and killed nine African Americans, was given a death penalty by a jury of nine whites and three African Americans in 2015. 
There may be racial bias, but cases like these prove that without the death penalty, families of these victims would never get the justice they deserve. To finish this discussion, Daniela and I agree that seeking revenge by taking another human life is not justice. Having the death penalty in place does not benefit society. In fact, it has the opposite effect because it is morally wrong, economically inefficient, and does not prevent crime. First, racial bias is prevalent in the criminal justice system. Many minorities get harsher sentences for their crimes. Second, the death penalty puts a price on a human life and minimizes the meaning of life. Lastly, there have been cases where an innocent person is executed on death row. The death penalty also puts an economic burden on the criminal justice system. It is highly expensive, taking into account pre-trial fees, trial fees, appeals, and incarceration. Sentencing a prisoner to death is more expensive than just sentencing a criminal to life in prison. There is no empirical evidence that the death penalty has a clear deterrent effect. Many scientists have done research and come up with no data that the death penalty scares criminals into not committing crimes. Would you want to be put to death based on your mistakes? Must we stoop down to the level in which criminals act and return violence to them? Where does the idea of being the bigger person come in? To close, one thing to keep in mind are the words of Jean-Jacques Rousseau of the social contract theory. He says, In any case, frequent punishments are a sign of weakness or slackness in the government. There is no man so bad he cannot be made good for something. No man should be put to death, even as an example, if he can be left to live without danger to society. To conclude, the death penalty should not be eliminated because this is the highest form of punishment for crimes that deserve to be punished by death. To reiterate, the death penalty is the moral way to deal with murderers, terrorists, and serial killers. The death penalty is the strongest form of justice that can bring closure for the family of the victims. The death penalty can be cost-effective in the long run. Lastly, keeping the death penalty on, on the table can deter others from committing the act of murder. Although there may be flaws with the death penalty, this is the only way we can keep order and deliver justice. Reform should be the next possible step in order to make sure only those who truly deserve the death penalty receive it. George W. Bush said it best when he said, I support the death penalty because I believe if administered swiftly and justly, capital punishment is a deterrent against future violence and will save other innocent lives. Well, everyone, that does it for our discussion on the controversial topic of the death penalty and whether it should simply stay or simply go. There are indeed both some pros and cons to this particular topic that was the basis for our discussion today. Both sides made some very good arguments. Now we'll leave it up to you, our listeners, to decide your thoughts on this topic and whether you're pro or con on this topic of the death penalty. Once again, this was your host, Jonathan, and today I was joined by my fellow co-hosts, Jocelyn, Danielle, and Althea. And until next time, listeners, you all have yourselves a great day.